Hello everyone, welcome to Sauna I-E. I'm your host, XO. And on today's show, I have a guest for y'all. And this guest, let me, let me hit y'all with the quotes of the day first before I hit y'all with the intro on the guest. My first quote is, it's going to be hard, but hard isn't impossible. And that's what life, with anything in life, with any goals, any aspirations, or anything you want to do, of course, it's going to be everything's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth the task, worth the price, and it's going to be worth the effort versus anything being possible. Anything being hard can be turned into easy if you put your mind to it and really focus on how can I accomplish what I'm going after versus doubting myself or putting up these barriers or walls against me to defeat myself before I even start. So yeah, we all know it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be impossible. So what are you going to do to make the hard things easy? How can you make them easier? And my next quote is, people with goals succeed because they know where they're going. (laughs) And that's just facts. Once you have goals, you set goals, you have a plan and the plans turn to goals that you want to set. And once you have goals, you already know like where you're going. You're on a straight path. You know the finish line once you set a goal. And that's why people succeed because they have goals. So whatever your goal is, whatever you, if you're not a goal oriented person, figure out how or figure out who around you are goal getters or goal setters or goal accomplishers around you and hold yourself accountable and find those people around you where If you're not setting the right goal or you keep failing at accomplishing your goal, find somebody who can, like I said, hold you accountable and hold you up and make sure you accomplish whatever goal that is. Even if it's me, your family member or your parents, somebody. Just when it comes to goals, always have that person in your corner that you always can go to that you know is a goal getter. But now, on to the guests for today's show. My guest is a 29-year-old artist who expresses himself through painting. And he's been painting for years. The more he paints, the more he grows. He attended ASU. Nah, not at Arizona State, but Adam State, where he studied fine arts for three years. After college, he became enthralled in his passion and became painting up a storm, learning how to create a business through art. But without further ado, help me introduce my guest, Artrell. How you doing? How you doing? I like that. That was nice. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> he like, he, he did like his it. research, huh? I like it. What's that? Like research on cue. What, what up, people? What up, people? It's Artrell. Artrell. Most, most definitely. I appreciate you coming on the show. No, no, no doubt, man. Thanks for the opportunity and everything. It was, it was long time coming, but you know we got it done. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, <laughs> that's what that's what this season's all about. Uh, versus the, on the podcast, I'm gonna get more interviews, trying to get more people that was supposed to be interviewed shit a year ago, but COVID happened, so I had right. to get everything all rearranged. But now we coming back a year later, a year to the day, literally. We coming back um 
just interviewing different people, especially starting with you and your passion. I see everything through art that you've done and accomplished, especially going out to your art show a couple weeks ago. I was like, I seen a lot of art that I wanted, but it's already sold. I, I showed up late, people. So, right. but Art Trail, he he is talented with his hand, with his craft, and I've seen him grow through the years, and it's just crazy how. When we first met at AB, and now he's where he's blossomed and grown to. So I do appreciate you coming on the show today, um, dropping, just really just dropping knowledge about what you've been through in your life and your story, right. and probably giving advice, giving advice to people that are anybody that's passionate about a craft or passionate about something that's they feel like they've been leaning back and forth, not trying to really get into their passion or fall into their passion because they're questioning themselves or down on themselves. I know you'll probably help them out best with that, giving knowledge and really helping them push forward and move forward. But with that said, once again, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, sir. We're going to get it started. Yes, sir. My first question I'm going to hit you with is, we in March. How's the year been for you so far? Uh, 2021 has been good. Really, really good. Uh, like I had the art show. February 20th so that was like the biggest thing really this whole year for me was um, trying to plan it like trying to figure out a good day to do it actually yeah because I was like uh, I didn't know for sure when I was going to do it and I also wanted enough time to promote it and everything I didn't want to do it so last minute so I was like just trying to figure out space and I was I started looking like in 2020 mm -hmm. for the show so like coming into 2021 I knew I wanted to do it like either January or February so like that was where my mind was other yeah. than that um, you know business has been good for art at least um, you know just you know keeping me steady um, I had clients had murals I finished um, I had a grand opening for my boy D nice shout so out to him cool <laughs> yeah D slides he has a skate shop in uh, Temecula so I did a mural inside there with uh, one of my co-artists, uh, Zombie. So that was cool. Like just, I like working with him because like he's younger than me. So like we grow. But he's a great artist too. Mm -hmm. like, great, great artist. So it's like I take things from him. He may take some things from me. So it was cool. Just really doing some big things with him. That was a uh, 2021 has been, yeah, basically doing big things with Zombie. Building up the art business and art show. And art show. Everything really is getting accomplished. In I, order. I got you. I got you. I like that. that especially that it's been early in the uh, 2021 and you already accomplished one big thing that you want to do is have an art show. Mm -hmm. He's like, I accomplished that. Now it's like, shit, it's barely the first quarter of 2021. What else can I do? What else is ahead for me? What else is ahead for you? What else you got planned for this year? Um, I, shoot, I'm, I know. It was a good turnout for the art show, but a lot of people actually missed it. So a lot of people was trying to get me to do, you know, uh, a lot of people trying to get me to do another one soon, but you know, I don't, I don't want to like rush it again. I want to have enough time to promote it and also give enough time for myself to, you know, have all the paintings that I want, um, you know, to, you know, unveil. Cause I always, you always want to unveil, you know, like five, six paintings that people haven't seen. Yeah, most definitely. So yeah, <clears throat> just give myself time. You know, it's just all in timing. So you, you never want to rush anything. And 
you know, it's it's a craft too. So it's like I'm yeah. gonna make sure I'm in the right mindset to to just go ahead and do an art show and really have all the time and and everything for the art show. Um, have a uh, have a uh, a big community event. A black community event. I respect that. I like that. Yeah. This, I mean, the guy hosting it, I uh, did a event with him before, and he does uh, a lot of good stuff for the community, especially for the black community. Um, even though he doesn't advertise it just for a black community, you know what I mean? He advertises to everybody, like, within the community. <laughs> yeah, it's DJ Say So. And uh, I mean, I've been, I worked with him before at one of his events, so this time, this event's gonna be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to be the special guest there, so that's gonna be cool. That's nice. And, that's dope. Uh, that's March 14th. March 14th, people be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, March 14th, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And I'll be out there. I'm a live paint, of course. Okay. I'm paint at the last one, so I'm a live paint there. And uh, after that, I'm still like you know, it's still slowly opening up. So you know. As every month goes by, then that's what we'll, you know, we'll learn, you know, what what else I'm going to be in. Right now, it's just probably trying to focus on a new show, mm-hmm. get a new show together, but put it in the right timing. Yeah. And then just that March 14th event. And then, you know, I got a couple murals that I'm doing. Um, I got a couple murals I'm doing and, uh, you know, with some big time clients. Other than that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing really like I said it's month by month really right now for the art stuff because we're just we're just now getting like the okay okay you, you're just getting the clear out the restrictions are now lifting within yeah okay with this year within this year so I respect that too so you're like trying to really be patient with the process of trying to um, get it Organize a show, but still trying to see what kind of show can you organize with the restrictions that are still here. Yeah. I got you. Because the, there's always, they're going to be asking, you know, there's always little markets and um, that's what I mean, like art market nights and everything in Redlands and San Bernardino and uh, Riverside. So we're waiting. We're just waiting for, you know, those things to open back up. There's things that, there's organizations and stuff that I'm loyal to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I try to, I'm trying to stay, you know, loyal to them, regardless how big I'm going and everything. So hopefully SB Food Fest gets back going again. Yeah. That's a fest that I like doing. That's a big a one, yeah. lot. <laughs> and it's local. What is SB Food Fest uh, for the people that I don't know? It's uh, just San Bernardino Food Fest. It's over there on Court Street and 4th. Okay. So uh, it's normally, they always have one every month, but you know, COVID has stopped everything. And mm-hmm. hasn't been going since last year. So hopefully they still have the support that they had um, to make another one. I have been in contact with some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it still goes by because that's the event that I would like to continue to do. Yeah. Um, just to stay local. And, you know, because, and I'm saying to stay local because it's a lot of artists, you know, yeah, LA is the way, LA is the way, mm-hmm. you know. But you're you trying to come up through the IE. Yeah. I got you. So it's like anything, you know, Redland, Riverside, uh, San Bernardino, I'm trying to, you know, really wait and see, you know, what's going to happen. There's things in, um, you know, Upland, we're about to be in Upland Night Market soon. So I'll be in that this year. 
Uh, also, what was a good thing you asked me, sorry, going back to the one question, was it what the good thing that happened in 2021? I was uh, selected as one of the top 14 artists. That's the lack of congratulations. In San Bernardino County. I see. So, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. You know? yeah, so, yeah. it was cool. Um, I didn't win the contest, mm-hmm. but um, just to be selected. Yeah, that's still And um, the, like, one of the, a couple of the winners, had all messaged me and everything it was just like you know, I love your work you know keep going you know don't don't quit because you didn't win because mm-hmm. a few to one you got an interview with Mark Joseph you know, Mark Joseph is big and the creators road alone most definitely not just the art road but, you know in the creators road so uh, well it would have been big but you know you just keep working yes yeah, so it's just it's just a grind it's like sometimes it was just a lesson within it all like you said a lot of the winners hit you up and said, hey, congratulations. I mean, you didn't, you didn't win, but still, uh, we love your work. We love your artistry. And that's what it's all about. Sometimes it's not winning. It's just getting the admiration from your peers. Right. And you get the admiration from your peers. You're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm in this right path. Like, as long as my peers see my artistry, then that's what that's what really matters at the end of the day. Because that's, that's who the vision. We all have the same vision. My peers have the same vision. The audience or the judges have a different vision than artists creators right and we all know that so that's why like i said when the artists your peers say hey we love your work <laughs> you right. feel me you're like thank you because you you like they see what i see at the end of the day right so i respect that so i know how it is but we're gonna give y'all a brief break and we're gonna be right back with sauna i And we back, we back, we back, we back. Yes, sir. Uh, had to go back, had to get back real quick. I just lost my train of thought and had to get some water before we hop into the same same segment. Um, just on to the next question. What's the most important knowledge that you've learned or received? Just to keep going, like honestly, I, just to keep going, and I get that from a lot of people. Like sometimes I do be the art. The art game is hard. Like it's, it's hard, especially in pandemic. Yeah, know, it's hard. So like it's been times when, like I've told you know some of my close friends, like I think you know maybe I should take a break, you know, and go back, you know, to you know, work in a warehouse or something close or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Something I can just get in real fast and, you know, just make some quick cash or whatever. Yeah. Because it slows down a lot, but, you know, just some of my close friends, like my homegirl Z, um, even my homie Jordan, um, you just always tell me, you know, just keep going. Like, it, you know, you're going to go through stuff. Yeah. You know? As an entrepreneur, or, yeah, as an entrepreneur, you're going to go through rough patches. Yeah. Rough patches. Yeah. And you're going to have times, and you gonna, it's going to be bump, it's gonna be a bumpy road to where you're like, damn, especially when you're pursuing your passion versus pursuing the, the cash, pursuing the money. It's like, yeah, you got you got bills to pay, and you got other things to handle where you need money as a necessity. Like you say, you can make some quick cash, not necessarily quick, quick cash, but guaranteed money going back to the warehouse but it's like 
you're kind of losing time with the art. Right. Even though you can juggle too, where you can work the warehouse during the day and come home and do art at, after, but it's right. like you're devoting so much time and energy at the warehouse. By the time you get home, you're like, damn, you tired. You want to just shower and just fucking knock the fuck out. Right. And go to the next day where it's back to the warehouse and it's, it's a constant right. cycle until your day's off. And your day's off, you're like, shit, I'm a paint, but you still like want to sleep in a little bit. Because you're like, I'm off, I want to sleep in, rest, rest my body, rest my mind. And then it, and then by the time you wake up, it's like half the day. So I know what you mean to where it's like, just keep going and there's times where you get tested. We all get, we all get tested. I've been tested too, to where it's like, is this what you really want? Is this the path that you really want to pursue? Right. Or is this just something that, oh, <laughs> it's a hobby. And you gotta you gotta ask yourself and you have that you have that you have that talk with yourself. <laughs> you like, is this a hobby or is this more than a hobby? Right. Like, do you wanna do this for play or you wanna do this, you know, and that's that's what a lot of people, you know, that's what they mean by keep going too, because that's where especially like my homegirl Z, like she knows that's what I was doing, like, you know, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, you know, I was working warehouse and stuff and still painting and stuff, but it was like you know, that's when I was saying, like, 2019, I'd take that leap and be like, you know, I, I got to be done with this warehouse shit. Yeah. And I got to, like, focus all my time, you know, instead of doing four hours of painting, you know, I got I to do, you know, six, eight hours, mm-hmm. four, you know, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours if I have to, you know what I mean? And just on my painting. And, and that's how hard I was going, especially, you know, back in those times, just going hard as hell even putting out stuff you know that people wasn't liking it was still like okay now I can see you know what people don't like and also you know what what I can improve and stuff yeah so you know those putting in quitting a job and putting in those long hours for my for my art you know comes in handy Mm -hmm. so most definitely most definitely my next question is what is your Favorite and least favorite art piece that you've done? My least favorite. Um, my least favorite. I don't know, really. What about what's your favorite? What's your favorite? My favorite piece. Uh, and why? My favorite piece, and we'll come back to my least favorite because it's like I have like three or four of them I really don't like. What's that? But uh, my favorite piece is uh, I have two favorite pieces. Mm-hmm. One of my first pieces. This is Sally. I did Sally um, from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I really like it. I have it tattooed. I have Jack and Sally right here. Oh, that's dope. I see. So, yeah. Um, I really like their story. So, but I did Sally. I, and I like that one because it was my first piece. Okay. And I, uh, you know, I, I can always go back and look at that picture and, you know, be like, okay, you know, this, that's how far I've grown. 
you know, and I, I want to redo that piece. I'm going to redo it big as hell, honestly. But I'm going to do it so much better. And I'm going to do it, like, so much bigger and better. Like, it's going to be huge. Almost that, but I can't wait yeah. to see that. I might have to get that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to be real honest with you. I haven't seen a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I have two of them. I have, I have one Nightmare Before Christmas. I have Jack and Sire looking at each other. It's big. But that one got sold. I'm going to redo that one, too. Yeah. Um, but that one, the one on the Sally, I did that one. That was like my first painting that I did really like when I was like, okay, I'm a paint. Man, like I never see that painting again, <laughs> ever again in my life. Cause, yeah. Uh, who has it? And I never see it again. But uh, I always, have, I, have a, <laughs> I have a picture of it. That's that's always good though. Yes, yeah, so I have a picture of it. So like I always, I always go back and look at it. And then the other one, like one of my favorite really is uh, Keisha. And I have that one tattooed right here mm -hmm. on my hand. Uh, Keisha, Keisha the Riveter, instead of Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> if you ever, you know, Rosie the Riveter, the girl with the it, arm going like that, with yeah. the blue and blue and a red bandana yeah. shirt. Basically, you know, saying, you know, women can do anything. But I was like, my segment to, you know, like black women can do anything really. Most definitely. Because, uh, you know, I was raised by black women, so. My, yeah. my mom, my grandma, my aunts, you know, my mom's friends, they all stepped in. So mm -hmm. it was just like, I was raised by all black women. And the pink is for, you know, my grandma, because she had breast cancer and stuff, but she, you know, pulled through and she's like oh, the yeah. strongest woman I know yeah. in my life. So it's the whole thing is just, that's, it was just all for, you know, self, for myself. And it was just, you know, I knew people were gonna like it. A lot of people liked it, so. And my grandma ended up buying that painting, which is crazy. <laughs> like, Shout out to grandma. Yeah, she always, oh yeah, you can't call her grandma, you gotta say Nana. Yeah, shout out to Nana. <laughs> yeah. My bad, like, Nana. Yeah, she'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, Nana, Nana. Most definitely. Yeah, she bought the painting uh, at my art show, so it was cool, I had it up. And I was like, I didn't expect her to buy it. I thought somebody else was, but she bought it and she was like, yeah, I want to keep this. And she said because of the pink, so that like touched. I didn't have to say it. Like, she was like, boom. Okay. You say you was raised by black women, which mm -hmm. I love. Um, how was your childhood growing up? Mm, I was, yeah, I was, I was raised by black women. Um, parents split at an early age, like around 10 and stuff. So, like, I was still around my dad for a little bit. But, you know, after, you know, you know, 8, 10, you know, it was mainly, you know, just my my mom, my grandma. So, growing up, it was, I was, good thing about being raised by my grandma, like, my uncles, like, my uncles was there. Yeah. So like I had a lot of uncles and uh, you know, it was just like my uncles wasn't too older, too much older than me. I mean, they was older than me, but it wasn't too much older than me. So like I always just follow suit and we was a track family. So my grandma was a track coach. So she's a well-known track coach. So she, I mean, I was raised in track. Like my childhood was weekends was track meets and coming home from school was going to track practice and 
<laughs> everything was track, basically. Yeah, everything was I track. Got you. Everything was running, and then you know it was a little bit of time when I, I you know, played basketball for a little bit, but then I went back to track. Mm-hmm. And then just it went back to the track. Yeah. Other than that, it was just track school, and then school. All I did was doodle, you know, just draw on stuff. So. I mean, that was it. I mean, in the childhood, we had a basketball court in our backyard, so we just, you know, played basketball. Or, you know, I was racing kids down the street. <laughs> that so, was the main thing. <laughs> so, as as a kid, was your like childhood dream to paint, or did you have a dream to do something else? My childhood dream was to go to the Olympics. The Olympics for what? Track. Track, of course. Yeah, that was like my. <laughs> main thing i didn't that was like all the way growing up like even in high school everybody cared about you know football or basketball or whatever like i cared about track like i didn't care about anybody else talking that football mess that basketball mess but when you start talking about you know who's faster than who then i'd be like nah like (laughs) y'all ain't faster than me yeah y'all may not see me run because uh, a lot of people in the IE didn't run yeah. um, USA track and field. That's what I ran, club track. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't start running really until Rising Stars. And Rising Stars didn't get made until like 2000. I, believe. So I was running track in, you know, 95 and everything. Like 95, those five years and going up into the 2000s and everything. I got you. See, the track has been like... Been a been in your blood. Yeah, every, like my uncle was the first person at Miller to, you know, be put on a banner for track because he went to AB Miller. He ran track, and uh, you know, my auntie Patrice she ran track. My uncle Mike he ran track. It all everybody ran track ahead, so it was like destined to be. <laughs> and even after, like my brother. He's a junior Olympian, you know. We all ran track. So track, track was life, basically. Yes. Like I said, track was in everybody's blood, and track was in your blood. Where track, like you, is a Olympic gold medalist was your vision, which I love too. Like not a lot of kids have that vision as a kid. Right. So, excuse me. That's crazy. <laughs> I love the childhood, like you said, growing up. I'm really trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't always see me around. Just see me around in the neighborhood. Like, I was either see me around like on my scooter or on my <laughs> or on my longboard or you know skateboard or something. That's how I got around. Yeah. And you know that's just how I did things. Childhood was just whatever. There wasn't nothing spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was just like a raised by a single mom. She did her thing to raise us, and that's how we did. Shout out to her. Yeah, I was like, everybody, all three of her kids graduated. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> she did her thing. <clears throat> but now on to um, to end this segment off. Talk about your childhood. Tracks been in y'all blood. You now you're more fo- more focused on painting. You fell in love with painting. And painting's been your biggest drive these last three to four years. It's been a rough painting journey. You had 
the hardships, you've been questioning yourself, doubting yourself, but you're like, uh, your friends told you, hey, keep going. All you gotta do is keep going. Because that's that's what it takes to just keep going after you've been hit with roadblocks or been tested and you're like, damn, is this really for me? And you're like, nah, you gotta keep going. Cause it's it's bigger than just painting. It's bigger than just money. It's a passion, it's your love, it's what's been driving you these last three to four years. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, like, what advice would you give anybody, any creators or anybody just out there, like anybody that's aspiring to just create or somebody that's really like how you were in that, in that position where you question yourself or you question if you should still keep going? Use everything. Well, I, yeah, I'm gonna say, use everything. Use everything that you can. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, you want to be a creator. You want to be an artist. Um, use everything that. Use everything that they said that you couldn't. You know, everything that you said that they couldn't do. You got to use everything. Even if it's not even associated with art, when you know they said you couldn't make money, you know, use that. They said you couldn't do that. You know, they said you couldn't make money on art. You know, use that. You know, you you. They said you couldn't be this or that. You know, like you got to use everything. You got to use the the heart, like the, the heartbreaking moments in your life. You got to use all that stuff. Like you got to remember have a good memory mm-hmm. is basically what I'm saying like have a good memory like they tell you to forget stuff like you forgive things and don't forget anything like you gotta use that stuff to drive you to, to drive you when it was more than them just saying you know keep going you know yeah. it was more than them just saying keep going it was them saying like as my friends like they know you know what I've been through you know, they know what, you know, they know what I've been doing and I know how hard I've been working. So it's, that's what it is when it's, it's more than just to keep going. It's the, like using everything. Use it as fuel. Yes. Use like, everything use, as fuel. Use <laughs> the negativity, use the hatred, use the criticism, use it all as fuel to keep going. Yeah. And use when it. I, yeah, when I mean everything, I mean, use everything. Like you, you got to really really like like when they say you gotta dig deep like when you're in a boxing match and you're tired yeah. you gotta dig deep it's not like oh dig deep to finding like it's the boxes aren't just boxing it's finding that will yeah, yeah boxes going. aren't just boxing for themselves they gotta dig deep cause they're fighting for something else yeah it's you know like I mean? your why That's that leads yeah. me up to my next question I was gonna ask you what is your why and that's what it comes down to where the times you are questioning yourself, doubting yourself or at that point where you're like, like you say, you don't want to keep going. You have you ask your friends and tell your friends like, yo, I'm thinking about going back to the warehouse job. And there's a lot of people I like there that's out there. There's entrepreneurs out there that's like that, too. There's people out there questioning themselves, too, mm-hmm. where they're like, damn, should I keep going or damn, is this for me? 
or stuff of that nature. What is your why? Uh, my why is uh, I just want to. There's two whys. My why is um, I just want to take care. <coughs> of, uh, I just want to take care of my family. Yeah. Uh, really, like my mom, my sister, and my brother, and my my nephew. My nephew Larry. That's really. That's like the first thing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to take care of them. Like we've, like we've always had it hard. You know what I mean. The reason why I was at my grandma's house all the time is because my mom worked three jobs, you know. And it was, you know, like even if we moved to San Bernardino or even if we moved to Rialto, like none of the kids over there seen us because I was still always in Fontana yeah. at my grandma's house. So yeah. it was like. You know, I just, it's, it's so much that, uh, I just want to do, I, I just, I'm just doing it for them, like, for myself and for them, like, um, like, I've never had anything, like, and it's not because, like, my mom couldn't provide it, it was just, like, making sure, you know, roof over our head and the lights was on and we had food. You know what I mean? And sometimes, she, I remember a couple of times the lights wasn't on, but we still had food, but we had to use candles. So like, and, and I don't remember ever, you know, going on, uh, my mom was never worried about, you know, like school shopping and stuff. Like I don't, I, like, I don't, like I remember wearing the same shoes I wore all summer, you know, first day of school. Like, yeah. Only having, you know, two pairs of jeans, you mm-hmm. know, just to wear, you know, not, you know, waiting for the fucking spare pack because I got more clothes to wear, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I can just wear, you know, sweats and shorts and shit, you know? So it's like, I just, that's really my why. Like, all those things I remember and it's like all those things I'm going to take care of. Like, no disrespect to Pops, but it's like, you know, I, I'm just trying to make sure that my mom's is good because we ain't never had, you know, that man figure you know mm-hmm. and i've always told myself you know big money comes too like uh you know my little my little brother is always going to be able to live with me you know yeah like if i'm gonna look for a place to live i'm gonna look for a place you know that my little brother can live with me too gotcha and you know still take care of my sister but i know my sister don't want to live in my ass mm-hmm. and then you know always take care of my mom so it's like my wife's just my immediate the family my immediate family and I mean the Jacksons like my mom and my sister and my little brother you know I'm just pushing pushing to you know just take care of us because not saying like we ain't never had anything but it's like nigga we ain't never had anything you know yeah. and it's like I really and I'm not saying I want to give us everything either I just want to make sure that we straight mm-hmm. and I know what my family is capable of doing you know, uh, just business and entrepreneurship. They all got their own business. Everybody, my mom has their own business. My sister has her own business. My brother has his own business. So it's like, if I can make enough money with this art stuff, and I'm not saying if, like when, it's coming. And, you know, I'm already set up to where it's coming. But, you know, when I do make, you know, this big money with the art stuff, like I'm already planning on the investments for them, you know? 
Yeah. What I have to invest in my mom's business, what I got to invest in my brother's business, my sister's business to make sure that they're set, you know, for forever. Mm -hmm. And just making sure that, you know, uh, my nephew Larry, you know, don't have to experience, you know, what we experience, you know, like if he wants to go school shopping, you know, let's go goddamn school shopping, you know? And for even not just my nephew, you know, you know, for my kids, you know, when I do have kids, you know, make sure, you know, they can go school shopping, whatever the fuck they want to do business wise to where, you know, they can do it, you know, and that's, and my other why is to, you know, get back really it's an opportunity for if you can create an opportunity for anybody out here, like I said, that I mean, management stuff is not for myself to just be like, oh, I got a management company or anything. Like, no, like, I'm trying to help other artists like myself from the IE, mm-hmm. not just from the IE, but just other artists like, you know, small time artists that need exposure, just need help getting clients and not really that, you know, really don't want to talk to clients, but whatever, you just want to paint. You know, let's do it. Yeah. And at the same time, you still give back to the to the community too. Like I'm always out there giving back to the homeless and stuff. I'm already planning, you know, our trail, you know, give back days and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all for you know being humble. And my grandma, my grandma already told me this. Like she was like, you know, like this stuff is coming. When she says stuff like this, you know, big things are coming. You just gotta stay humble. And remember where you came from. Like so it's those things that I really remember and I'm like, that's my why. I'm just, you know, I wanna take care of my family, I wanna take care of the community, you know, give back to the community and also create a pathway for artists in my community, but similar artists and communities just like the in the Empire, you know? Yeah. Communities next to, you know, big towns. You know what I mean? communities next to you know New York communities next to Miami or you know those black towns you know <laughs> that are right next to the town you know the big yeah, most definitely. So, I got you I got you so yeah. that's that's just my why man. I like it I like it I understand your why and man that why is deep I know everybody's just sitting back like damn just think about <laughs> your whole story your whole story of why your why originated and if, if you like you like damn yeah, but why not last two, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and just really soak that all in of what he just said of his why of, for his family, for his brother, for his sister, for his mom, the things they had to go go through. They didn't have school shopping. They had to wear the same pair. Of, uh, he had two pairs of jeans, and had to wear the same shoes. Like just. I'm talking <laughs> summer basketball <laughs> shoes. Man, I'm talking about the Reeboks. The Reeboks that I wore Man, be for great. a summer league, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. wearing those first day of school, you know yeah. what I mean? This, this is high school, you know what I mean? It's high school. <laughs> yeah, man, it's deep, man. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with Fafa. That's going to be the new segment. Fab Five, when I interview my certain guests and interview um, them, I'll get to that. Fab Five, they top five 
top five questions and a top five answers. So Fab Five, that's why I call it Fab Five. And with the Fab Five, we're gonna start with the first question for Art Trail. What is your top five movies? <laughs> top five movies. Um, Friday after next. No, oh, he said Friday after next. I was like Friday after next because it's funny as hell. Uh, Friday after that. Now I'm about to go nerdy on you because uh, I like The Hobbit. <laughs> oh, I fuck with The Hobbit. Yeah, it was like The Hobbit. Uh, uh, Training Day is yeah, up there. Yeah, they just put that on Netflix. And uh, for the fifth one, it would have to be. Uh, this is gonna be funny. The Notebook. <laughs> That's like the notebook. You said the notebook. So notebook he said the dope. notebook. He said Friday after next, and then you got Friday, and then you got the Hobbit. You got Training Day and the Notebook. Those are your top five. Yeah. He said the notebook. Yeah, there's nothing about the notebook. <laughs> Except the notebook. We just we ain't gonna discuss that. <laughs> All right, top five foods. Top five foods. Uh, lasagna. It's definitely up there. Yeah, and spaghetti. I like lasagna and spaghetti. It's like favorites. Uh, ribs. Like barbecue ribs. <laughs> Plain. Um, fried oysters. Interesting. That's <laughs> like fried oysters. Bomb. And I like fried chicken. He said, and I like fried chicken. <laughs> but fried oysters. Fried oysters is definitely. Fried oysters is fire. Top five, top five places you want to travel to? Uh, Jamaica. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go to New York. Uh, I want to go to DC, mm-hmm. Black DC. Yeah, and black I mean, DC. when I want to go to New York, I want to go to Harlem. Harlem. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I mean. I want to go to like Harlem when I go to New York. Um, Why Jamaica? Real quick. Why Jamaica? Um, I went to school when I went to college in Colorado. Yeah. Like I went to school, I was cool as fuck with a lot of Jamaicans. So, I mean, uh, shit, I just want to go out there and like <laughs> uh, Bob Marley is my one of my favorite artists too. So just to go out there and you know, after listening to his speeches and shit, you know, just really go out there and you know soak up life and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of you know Jamaican dudes out there. They they think different. It's different. It's a different culture and everything. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Um, that was three, right? Yeah. Uh, the other two, uh, I def- I want to go to Italy mm-hmm. and I want to go to London, but Black London. Black London. Like where they be saying bro and all that. Bro. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't, they don't say nigga out there. They say bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, I want to go out there to like Black London. It's, 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 it is a black London too. So I want to go. Okay, what's that? Top five. top five role models or mentors? Uh, role models. That'd be tough. 
that's a tough one because role models I don't really I don't really be like you know, got role models nah like I have like you know mentors in life yeah well, like either or so you got like I ain't got role models I got mentors so who are your top five mentors um mentors I have you know, Deacon Kelvin and Pastor Jackson and Pastor Paul mm-hmm. my other role models I had Pastor, the other Pastor Jackson, he was like one dude that really, you know, saved me from doing any bad, really, but he had passed away, so, I mean, him and, uh, you know, my Papa Lucas, he passed away, too, so other than, so I know them, yeah. other than those, like, you know, he can kill him, he, you know, other than that, got you, got you, like I said, I had, uh, my pops had, you know, left. So, like, you know, I don't really be... Do you feel like that that affected you as a man growing up? Like, your pops not being in the household? Um, yeah, because, like, it was certain things that I always say, like, people wouldn't step on our toes if he was here. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad is for real gangster. So, it's like, people wouldn't step on our toes, like, some people were stepping on their toes. And my mom is, my mom's an angel. She's a sweetheart. So, but my mom will whoop your ass too. <laughs> it was like, everybody always, anybody that knows my mom before I was born, they always told me that she changed a lot after she had us. And, and it, I mean, of course, you know, mm-hmm. she's yeah. a mom, she's yeah. a mother. So, gotcha. my mom always <clears throat> taught us to have, you know, two cheeks and everything, you know. Well, you know, I just, I just feel like certain situations that we'd have to be in as my pops was here, but at the same time, you know, it is certain things too that, you know, he could have told me, but at the same time, like I had track coaches and, you know. You had other father figures in your life that showed the way. Well, you know, so on, because at the same time, too, that was me. Like, I wasn't trying to never put nobody at that father figure role because I ain't going to trust them. So mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't try to keep them straight at a, just straight at a, you know, mentor level. Yeah, so you had basically trust issues with them that you did, that with father figure type, type men. Like you say, you track coaches and everything, but you just always work research back. They go, they, they, I can't trust them because they gonna leave. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, or just, you know, I ain't gonna be there. They ain't my dad. So yeah. It's like, I can't, I ain't gonna be there in certain situations. So I never put them out there. Gotcha. I expected them to be there. Only really person is like, you know, Deacon Kelvin. He's always been there, really, like, even in bad situations, I caught him, pissed off. You know, cussing and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, and so, I mean, Deacon Kelvin. That's always I mean, Deacon Kelvin would be like number one. And he came to my art show too. So it's like my Shut dad. Up. My dad didn't come. Yeah, he knew about it. That was just fucked up. <laughs> Last question for the Fab Five. Um, what are the five things you need on a daily basis? Five things I need on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, I need my walks in the morning. I feel you on that one, not to cut you off, but I feel you on that one. The morning walks, I do big on myself and getting that sun and just being out there in that, just really 
Yes, that's yeah, I, I need I need my walks. Like I, I started doing my walks, you know, probably like real stuff, real tough and strict. Uh, like you know, a year and a half ago. So mm-hmm. like, I really need my walks. Um, uh, I need my paintbrushes every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. Um. I need my paintbrushes. I need my weed. <laughs> Facts. My walks, my paintbrushes, my weed. And I need my paint time every day. Mm-hmm. I hate when people interrupt my paint time, even though they don't know they're interrupting my paint time. But some people feel like since I don't have a nine to five, they can call me every day, all day, or, you know, yeah. ask me to do stuff all day. Like, I'm an artist, like I'm painting nine to five, so try not to call me until five or something. Or you know, just set up, you know, something proper with me. That's it. I just need my, I just need my paint time. Yeah, because you're working in crap, you video crap. Yeah. And uh, family support mm-hmm. every day. Got family support every day. You be straight. That's true. Even if it's distant family, they ain't gotta be close, but you know, family okay. support is keeping me going. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, all right, all right. Now we flipping up. We done with the fat five. Now we narrowing up and finishing up the show. With a few, I wanna say, thoughtful questions or questions that you, some deep questions, not deep questions, but questions that, I, my personal questions that I wanna ask you. Um, the first one is, what is your biggest accomplishment and failure? And what did you learn from them? Mm, my biggest accomplishment. Um, my biggest accomplishment so far is having my, my own art show. Mm-hmm. And it was a success. It wasn't bad. Nothing really bad happened at all. Everything flows smoothly, you know, maybe some good ourselves. So, I mean, I flowed through. Um, my failure, biggest failure. Uh, just handling, you know, business, some business situations bad. Could do way better, you know, doing business situations. Like really business situations, handling uh, customers a certain way. Gotcha. Even though the customers talking bad <laughs> about you, don't mean that I gotta talk bad about a customer or something. That's true. Just, just those things, you know. Just learning, you know, from those things, and you know, making an ass out of myself, going off on fucking customers or something. Yeah, you gotta control yeah. them emotions. Yeah. So, and that was like, you know, learning things. Um, just learning things, especially, and taking, um, you know, just criticism from customers, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta learn, I had to learn that they're customers, yeah. you know, and, you know, they're gonna say things, and that was, like, a really big failure of mine, but a big learning curve of mine of how, you know, I, how I deal with customers now, it's just real simply smooth, because, you know, our trail, myself, is all on a professional level now. Like, 
not a high profile a hope a high profile artist to the public le- to the public yet but I am to myself and uh, I'm still a high profile artist really yeah that's what you have to view the local sometimes. public you know mm-hmm. so it's like uh, you know I consider myself up there I'm been labeled to be up there you know as a top artist so you know that was a big failure of mine to you know if I ever acted in a bad way to any customer yeah so it's just things that I learned now and that's why I do have you know high profile clients now because you know, my professionalism with clients I learned from that mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah, so it's all about learning what, like what the customer says is just constructive criticism. Because yeah. customers gonna always have their opinion or have their views and you can't really take it no way. And I, I know sometimes you wanna just blow up and you blow it up at them and it's ended up to being like, damn, you regretted it or you learned your lesson from it and now you know now it's like I should have handled that situation differently. And right. now it's like now it just comes down to really just controlling your emotions and being aware of your emotions and being aware like everybody's going to have their say so everybody's going to have their input in what you're doing on your artistry it's a part of art it's part of being a creator everybody's going to have their opinion on on something you've done but at the end of the day you know what you know what you see it goes back to what we said in the beginning you know when you had the uh, competition and the artist slid in your DMs like man we love your artistry we love your work it's like artists artists and creators are going to see what each other you know, we're going to see each other's vision versus right. other people uh, spectators people on the outside it's like yeah they're going to see it but they're, they're going to see it in a different way right. that's what life's about everybody has their own perception of different things of different views on creators on life on views on different stuff everybody has their views on it so it's like once you take that and just like yo alright that's your opinion I, I, I'm grateful for your opinion because you took time out your day to really take in something that I created, something I painted, and you took some time out to criticize it. And I'm like, hey, good criticism, bad criticism, I'll take it all, because at the end of the day, I know where I'm headed. I know the, where I'm, the purpose I'm headed to. Right. So everybody's going to have their, they're going to have their opinion at the end of the day. My, my next question, what is more valuable, time or money? My time. I hate when people... No money gonna come. Uh-huh. No money gonna come. <laughs> like I said, art is value. Art art holds value. Yeah. Money gonna come. It's my time. Unlike when people like mistake my time. I, I hate it. Like a lot of people know that I don't work nine to five no more. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, they'll take advantage of that time. You know, you can't you can't call me, you know, a whole bunch if I'm working nine to five, you know, but people know that I don't work nine to five, so they'll yeah. call me a whole bunch. But it's like, I'm working, I'm painting. Got you. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, my time is valuable. I, I don't like when people waste my time with anything. That's true. Uh, so time, time is the main thing, yeah. So I understand. So time is more valuable in your opinion to money, which is facts. Time is always more valuable. You can't get the time back. People want to really take up your time and really be trying to, like I said, take up your time or take up the energy and just be trying to shoot the shit all the time. It's like, nah, I can't do that. Like you say, you you don't have a nine to five for you have the 
it's painting for it's painting life you have a set schedule in your head and to yourself that you have to stick to and you can't really waste no time trying to, trying to answer phone calls and talk to people about nonsense right so i feel you on that behalf what kind of impact do you want to make on the world um that you can you can come from anywhere and not just anywhere but like have any like i said my dream was to become Olympian, I wanted to run track or you know something athletic, you know yeah. at least athletic. But here I am painting. A lot of people didn't even know that you know I was into art until you know recently. But it's like I've always been into art, and I just kept it okay. you know on the low because it was like I wanted to do something in sports or something, you know or. You know, just do something in sports or even you just be the money man, you know, the ladies man or something. <laughs> or, you know, you don't want to be the art man. Yeah. It's like, you know, don't, if you, if you're, uh, my impact is really if you're a creator, be a creator, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and that's in anything that you want to create. Like, I have this painting. You know, it says create, you know, create your own. Or, and I even have a painting that says paint your own. So it's like you, you paint your own, you create your own, you know? Yeah. And, and that's fast. You know, you, all that stuff is, don't be afraid to be an artist or a creator or something if you, uh, just because, you know, everybody's not into it. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're, even if you're an athlete, you know, don't forget that you're, that you can create stuff too, Mm -hmm. you know. And always remember where you came from. That's me. I don't ever want to forget the IE. I don't ever want to forget San Bernardino, Rialto, Fontana, or anything. Like always forget, never forget where you came from. Got you, got you. Give back. Give back always to your community wherever you came back from. Give back. That's true. That's facts. Man, I feel like this show blew by. And that's real honest. Like, I feel like the time just blew by. And I just want to thank you for really coming on the show and let us know how the art world is. Let me let us know how Art Trail operates and works and just growing up, your upbringing from growing up being raised by all women and still being grateful and having a certain father figures throughout the time throughout your life and not letting not having a dad around hold you back or hold you yeah hold you back from accomplishing what you want to accomplish doing the dreams you want to do and like you said as a kid you want to be an Olympian Right. And then it grew up and it transpired to where you like, now I want to paint, I want to be an artist because I can fix things through art. Right. And I'm a creator. And every time I paint, it's just like unleashing me. It's my escape from anything that I'm dealing with. I can, it's like a, I can do it in my free time yeah, versus right just doing it whenever. Not and, to cut you off. Like when I first started painting, I used to call uh, my room Studio Trail. <laughs> and literally just just to get away from everything yeah. like you know like I said you know like that was my place like <laughs> everything was all effed up like everything was all effed up like, mm-hmm. I thought like you know everything was done like you know 
I thought I had everything all planned out and stuff. And then it just came to a abrupt stop. And then I was just like, shit, like, what the fuck? And then, you know, that was like my place right there. And I was just like, not my place to, you know, go and just to smoke or whatever. Like, that was my place to go paint. You know? yeah. I can really just be by myself and listen to any music, any music. It was like a man cave. Yeah, like yeah. any music, not, you know, not just rap or anything. Like, I listen to crazy ass shit like crazy shit to where people wouldn't even like nobody want to be in there with me you know what I mean like you like nigga what the fuck you listening to like, you know like some yeah that was like your sanctuary you yeah like, from everything so I, I feel you on that one and, and we all have that though like you said it was just like so I can get away from mm-hmm. studio trails and that's where I know where I go in and work and that's where I just a whole new realm as soon as I into that into that room man and my last and final question so we sum up the show where can my audience find you oh on uh it's several places uh, I'm working on the website but the website you know has to be all legit and everything mm-hmm. so for the time being you can find me on uh, I have a Facebook business page gotcha. at Art Trail that's A R. T-R-E-L-L and if you just you know type up our trail on Facebook you can see the business page on there um, also on my Instagram at our trail a million that's a million that's U-H-M-I-L-L-I-O-N that's after our trail gotcha it's all one word it's at our trail a million um I have Twitter as well, our trail of many and one. It's the same thing, just with one, uh, the number one. Uh, I think that's about it. I mean, other than if you see me at one of these shows or something, I have business cards with, uh, you know. With more information on them? Yeah, I have, you know, uh, if you see me at the shows, I have business cards with more information, you know, different numbers and stuff. And also, all the numbers are. On the business page, you can also um, contact me. Contact not me, but you know more so everybody that's dealing with the million management. Um, mm-hmm. You know at a million mgmt at gmail.com. and that's u h m i m l l i o n mgmt at gmail.com. and you can email. And you'll talk to me or, uh, you know, if I have an assistant helping me, you'll talk to that person. Yeah. For the most part. So hit up, he laid out his social media. He laid out the emails. His website is coming soon, people. So I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Sana I-E. Appreciate every one of y'all that's been tuned in to the episode. Tune in consistently throughout the seasons, throughout the journey, been here since day one. I just want to thank y'all for supporting, sharing the shows, liking the shows, leaving reviews. If you haven't left a five-star review on the show, you can leave it on sonie.com, the website. We appreciate it and we love y'all. We support us from the jump. We just grateful for everybody that's been here. Like the show, subscribe, send it to a friend, share it with a friend. Post it on social media, post it on your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, 
your Snapchats, your Pinterest, all that good old stuff. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. Don't wait for the perfect time. You'll wait forever. Always take advantage of the time you are given.